When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Tuesday, December 12th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians announced a major league signing for their 40-man roster. Uh, not the name that everybody was expecting this afternoon. Uh, it's Ben Lively, a, a Reds pitcher, right-hander, who made uh, 19 appearances, 12 starts for Cincinnati last season. Uh, spent some time in uh, the Korean baseball organization. Actually, uh, originally drafted by uh, the Guardians, but he turned them down. Uh, turned Cleveland down in uh, in tw- back in twenty what uh, twenty ten. Uh, yeah, twenty th- uh, ten. Yeah, and you know went uh, went to college, got drafted uh, again by the the Reds, and uh, sort of uh, you know not uh, unremarkable uh, career up until this point. Uh, but he joins the Guardians forty man roster and should give them some pitching depth uh, for the 2024 season. Yeah, definitely, Joe. And, you know, they that was one of the goals of this offseason uh, by the Guardians was to add depth to the starting rotation. And Lively, uh, you know, has, I think, uh, what he made about nine or ten starts for the Reds this past season, uh, made uh, six more starts at AAA, um, so, you know, and he signed a bond. It's a, it's a big league contract, Joe. The deal is worth, it's a one year big league contract worth 750 grand. Uh, you know, the, the minor, the, you know, the major league minimum 740 grand, seven, seven, four, you know, 740,000. So, uh, you know, just above the minimum. Uh, but, you know, he's, you know, he's the kind of guy that, you know, Depending on, uh, you know, just what happens with this rotation, you've got, you know, Bieber and McKenzie coming off elbow injuries. You, uh, Quantrill is gone and you put a big load on uh, three rookies in, uh, Logan Allen and Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee. So, you know, in case, you know, a guy like McKenzie isn't ready, you're going to have to have some guys, you know, ready to fill in and, uh, Lively is probably one of those guys. So uh, he's he's 31 years old. Uh, his uh, career major league ERA is, you know, right around five. Uh, not really the, you know, the big strikeout kind of guy that uh, uh, you, you look for as, as, as a big free agent signing or anything like that. Uh, there, you know, the, the organization has to be familiar with him, at least having scouted him and, and, and all that. But uh, this isn't really the, the kind of guy that you signed to, to sort of. Uh, you know, 
move the needle in terms of anything uh, in in your offseason. This is more of like one of those sort of behind the scenes moves that you you sort of hope pays off when when he's there when you need him uh, during a regular season. I, I do you see this guy breaking camp as a part of the regular rotation for the Guardians? Uh, I don't, Joe. I think he probably maybe he'll be a swing man. Maybe he, he gets a spot in a bullpen. Or you know you I you know I I, I wondered if uh, if he has an option I, I'm not sure if he has a a club option but uh, you know he's been around for a long time he's what well, he's pitched with Philly the Kansas City and the Reds so I would imagine he's been up and down a few times I don't know if he does have an option but he'd be a, if he does you know he'd be a great guy to uh, you know he probably you could uh, keep him in at AAA and bring him back up but you know my feeling is he'll, he'll probably you know, I, I would think he's probably going to be on the 26-man roster. Yeah, he does not have a major league option remaining. He's got uh, a little bit over a, uh, a full one full year of major league service time uh, under his belt, and that's stretched over, uh, you know, four different seasons. Uh, but again, he did spend uh, 2020 through the, the 2021 season uh, in the Korean Baseball League, and he, he won – I believe it was 10 and 12 uh, with a, a, an ERA somewhere north of four uh, in the KBO. Uh, and you know, again, this is a, sort of like a, a journeyman kind of type pitcher. Uh, and and he's now added to the mix uh, along with Jaime Barea uh, and Adam Aller. Uh, these are guys that are, are going to be spring training invitees and, and are going to be competing for, for spots on the roster uh, moving forward into uh, into spring training. Uh, but again, this is this is a move where the Guardians had uh, 39. Uh, they had one open spot on the on the 40 man roster after they they traded Christian Bethencourt over the weekend. Uh, everybody sort of assumed that that uh, that open spot was going to go to Austin Hedges, who they announced or, or who it was reported that they're going to sign to a one year, four million dollar contract. Uh, now, by giving lively that spot on the 40 man. You create the issue of you've you've got to find another roster spot. So uh, I'll, I'll ask you, who do you think is is most at risk right now on the 40 man roster? Uh, if if you're going to have to to cut somebody uh, to create a spot for Austin Hedges when you sign him? Yeah, there's uh, I guess Joe, there's all kind of uh, you know all kind of uh, things you, that can be uh, rattling around in your mind here. You know, uh, you know maybe James Karinchak, you know his on borrowed time. Uh, but then, uh, you know, as we were discussing, what what about a uh, you know possible a trade that that opens up a spot for uh, for hedges? Well, that's uh, that's where we get out our tinfoil hats and we we go through our conspiracy <laughs> theories and we dive deep on social media. Uh, Hoinsey, and I, I know I I got the sense that you were sort of uh, pushing back on me as before we started recording here, as I was sort of sort of floating this out there, the idea that. Well, you know, it doesn't really take that long to get your your medicals all in order and do your your uh, your physicals and your your checks before you you sign a guy to a contract. We've seen it happen a heck of a lot quicker. Uh, maybe they're dragging their feet on making the hedges announcement um, because they've got something going. Maybe by the end of the week we might see a a, a Shane Bieber trade or an Emmanuel Class A trade or trade both of them. Who knows? Uh, what do you think the chances are that this is a that this is sort of a, a ruse by the Guardians to to say okay well we, we know Hedgie's coming we know we we've got him we're going to sign him and we're just going to wait to announce that until a roster spot opens up via trade. 
you know, I think it's a possibility, Joe. I think I, I also think it's a possibility that's, you know, like we're 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 tracking that flight from uh, from Anaheim to or from Los Angeles to <laughs> Toronto, you know, over the weekend, like so many other people were thinking uh, Otani was aboard that flight and he, he was still back in his condo in L.A. or wherever he was. Well, there's no sushi involved in this one. We're not we're not stalking sushi restaurants in uh, in Toronto, so uh, I, I don't think uh, it, it's quite the same sort of deal. But you know, it, maybe it does make sense. Maybe they're they're just delaying announcing the uh, the Hedgy uh, signing uh, until a roster spot opens up via trade or or some other move. Uh, but if not, then you know you're looking at very few spots where. We're on this roster where you can you can really make uh, any sort of move unless you're talking about, you know, prospects who you haven't even seen. I mean, uh, we, we both mentioned to each other here. You haven't even seen Angel Martinez or uh, or Jonathan Rodriguez. These are these are prospects who are, are going to be invited to camp. You're going to get to see them for the first time uh, in spring training. And, you know, we we, we don't know what to, to make of any of that. Uh uh, unless you're packaging some of these guys in a in a deal with uh, with Beaver, but you're you're less likely to do that than you are, um, you know, some of your your lower level minor league prospects, guys in in high A or or double A. Uh, those are the ones more likely to be involved in in, uh, in in big trades with with Class A or Beaver or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, they're not going to trade Juan Brito. They're not going to trade uh, like we were saying. We I, I doubt they trade Angel Martinez, you know, and, and and we haven't really seen George Valera at the big league level. So I don't think those guys are going to get moved. And, uh, yeah, it would probably be, you know, some lo- younger guys down at the lower levels that that it would get traded in, in a major, you know, in a big move, you know, involving, you know, a, a Class A or, or a Bieber. Oh, or are there teams looking uh, at the Guardians, you know, depth and and uh, you know their uh uh the middle infield positions like shortstop uh like you mentioned Brito but there's a guy like Tyler Freeman had that have they made up their mind enough on Tyler Freeman to know whether they want to keep him around or not uh again I I just I don't get the feeling that most of these guys are are tradable until you know this coaching staff uh, evaluates and gets a feeling and and sees how they want to use some of these guys moving forward yeah, no doubt about it. And uh but I think, you know, they've got a pretty good read on these guys. You know, they you know, the 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 uh, player development people that there hasn't been a big change there. So these guys, you know, the reports aren't gonna change no matter you know, I guess uh, you know, the big league staff is is pretty much the same, except for, you know, the manager and 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 a couple other coaches. So unless they see something that, you know, uh, you know, the player development people have, have missed in a certain player. They've got a pretty good read on these guys. And I would think, uh, you know, just from coming off the winter meetings and the GM meetings, they know uh, who who would generate the most interest among uh, these guys with other teams. Yeah, that's that's another uh, and we talked about this, the, another advantage of having, you know, been open to discussions on certain other players like Josh Naylor and. Uh, whoever it's it's who else is being mentioned by other clubs so you can sort of gauge what the interest is and what the what other teams value your your farm system at and in, in terms of what the players are you know maybe there's a guy that somebody really wants and you can you can sort of get the most out of a a, a, a trade that way by uh you know holding them for ransom uh 
all this speculation, you know, means nothing right now until until we get some movement on, uh, get some clarity on a, a Shane Bieber uh, or Emmanuel Classe uh, possible trade. Uh, still thinking that, uh, you know, a Bieber deal is, is more likely to get done than a Class A deal. Uh, and we uh, it's just a, a matter of, of trying to predict the timing of it. Uh, and this uh, this Austin Hedges signing wrinkle, you know, might, is just, an, a, you know, another step along the process. Uh, who knows uh, if if, uh, if we see Bieber or Class A show up uh, in, in late January and at the uh, at the at Guards Fest signing autographs, then uh, then we'll know what the uh, the, the likelihood of a trade is uh, at, by that point. Yeah, Joe, but you know they could. I mean, a trade can happen at any time. So you know, they. I mean, they could uh, trade them in spring training. You know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, if yeah, so, you know, nothing is kind of written in stone here. And you know, this is really, you know, this is a team kind of, you know, uh, the Guardians are having, uh, you know. They can't go out and spend big time on the free agent market. Their only recourse, Joe, is to sign guys like uh, Lively, you know, where the the cost isn't great, or to make a trade where you know they get a better return than than uh, you know the kind of return that can really help them in their minds. Well, as soon as a trade is made or uh, a deal goes down, uh, make sure that you're signed up for subtext. Uh, Guardian subtext is the best way to get. Updates from Hoinsey and me uh, throughout the year, even during the season. Uh, it's $3.99 a month, a subscription texting service. Uh, we send the information directly to your phone uh, before it gets on social media, before it gets uh, posted to cleveland.com. Uh, the best way to sign up is to go to cleveland.com slash subtext or uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346 uh, to sign up there. Hoinsey, uh the big news, I guess, of the day in Major League Baseball was uh, was uh, another contract uh, situation. Uh, the details or further details about the Shohei Otani deal, uh, the Shohei Otani contract, the se- uh, the ten year seven hundred million dollar deal that's sending him to the Dodgers uh, is were sort of uncovered yesterday, uh, and it turns out that there's a lot of deferred money. Uh, in in that uh, that package, uh, 680 million of the 700 million dollar contract uh, is going to be deferred until uh, you know 10 years from now, uh, when uh, it's sort of like a Bobby Bonilla day um, uh, situation where uh, you know Otani will be paid what 68 million for 10 years each year uh, after his his contract is is up. Uh, it, it's a way to keep Otani and the Dodgers competitive, uh, while still, you know, getting him his money. Uh, he's, he's only, he's only going to be paid $2 million a year, uh, during the, the life of the contract, the 10 years that he's playing for, uh, for LA. So what do you think of that move? And, and what do you think of, you know, what the Dodgers were able to do in order to, to make them position themselves uh, to stay competitive over the next uh, decade. Yeah, it, I mean, Joe, from the outside looking in, it's a brilliant mo- a move. I mean, you know, you you know, you get this, uh, you know, you get a, a potential, you know, the best player in the game if when healthy, you know, a guy that can, you know, a unique guy that can pitch and hit, 
uh, you get them for two million a year for the length of the contract, and then uh, you know <laughs> he gets the rest of the money uh, down the road. I mean, you know, and like you said, you're you're able to still add to the ball club. You know, probably stay below what, at least the the first or second tier of the luxury tax. You know, in doing so uh, with the Dodgers, and uh, just uh, you know, it's it's a uh, you know. Uh, contract-wise, it's a stroke of genius. I don't know if the union would be very happy with that. You know, I think they they want their guys to get paid as much as possible as soon as possible. You know, and it, does this set a trend? You know, it, it Joe, when when uh, Boston signed Manny Ramirez in in 2017 at the winter meetings in Texas. Uh, you know, they they sent him to an eight-year, $160 million contract. And, you know, everyone thought the, the Guardians slash Indians couldn't compete. But, you know, in talking to uh, um, uh, Ramirez's agent a couple years after the deal, Jeff Morad was the agent. He told me that the Guardians had offered just as much money. Cleveland had offered just as much money, but most of it was deferred. And uh, Manny didn't want it. He he wanted it up, you know, more up front. So uh, you know, it it it's this isn't a new concept. You know, deferred money isn't a new concept, but to this degree, it certainly is. Right, and and like we said, uh, you know, it's the it's one of the jokes in baseball every year in in July when Bobby Bonilla Day ro- rolls around, and and he gets paid uh, you know, more than a million dollars from the Mets. Uh, and, and that will continue through 2035. And we're talking about a guy who hasn't played Major League Baseball in 20 years. So uh, it, it's it's crazy uh, that uh, contracts like this and, and the concept of doing this uh, exist. But it's even more crazy when you're talking about this much money and you're talking about 680 million being deferred at this point. That's the that's the insane part to me is that. Uh, at some point, the Dodgers know that they've got that hanging over their heads. But, you know, if during the course of that 10 years, he takes them to two World Series and, and you wind up winning one or two championships in that time, uh, it, it's it's all going to be money well spent, right? You would think, you know, I would just wonder, <laughs> is will will the Dodgers owner, the the ownership group, will that same ownership group be in 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 control when when that when that you know that golden parachute kind of opens up and Otani is owed all that money, you know, for for in the foreseeable future? Just you know, that's a big well, burden even for the Dodgers, I would think. Yeah, but it doesn't that make it really hard to sell the team or or or, or move yeah. it to a new buyer? Uh, they 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 might have to be in control at that time because nobody's going to want to buy a uh you know pay x billion dollars for the the Dodgers and then understand that you've got more than half a billion dollars hanging over your head uh to to play, pay for a player who won't even be playing uh, playing for you at that time so yeah maybe uh, Otani will be, be own that team by then con- convert <laughs> He'll be your salary himself. yeah con- convert your salary into an ownership stake that would uh, that would be an interesting uh, that that sounds like the all the people who were saying that Otani was going to come sign in Cleveland for uh, an ownership stake in the you know uh, half the value of the franchise or something like that it was it was it was one of the more ridiculous things that I had had heard uh, about that, but you know, and then who's he going to pay himself? I, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, again, uh, all of this is, is fun, but how does it apply to 
the Guardians. And do you see like like your story about Manny Ramirez there? They were willing at one time 20 years ago to to go ahead and make a deal like that. Do you see them willing to make a deal like that in the future to try and get, uh, you know, a big time player? You know, I think it would work, Joe, but, you know, Otani is in such an interesting position, a unique position, you know, that what speculation is he's going to make, what, 20 million a year off the field, right? Mm-hmm. In, oh, uh, you know, in sponsorships and stuff. Now, what other ball players going to, what other ball players going to have that kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, money making potential, you know, you know, off the field. So, but I think this, you know, kind of opens the door uh, to to teams like the Guardians, where you know perhaps another player would be willing to do that. But you know, I think these guys, you know, their 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 careers are short. You know, well, I shouldn't say that. In baseball, you know, your career is longer than most professional sports. But you know, I think they want their money up front and they want it as soon as possible. And, uh, you know, if they sign a long-term deal, I don't think they want it going into a perpetuity, you know? Well, uh, and, and, you know, I, I saw something, something occurs to me. I saw something on, uh, uh, Instagram reels, uh, just yesterday, uh, Jose Ramirez rolling out some fancy new Ferrari, like uh, super expensive, like sports car, uh, and, and it looked like, it looked like a really nice purchase. Looked like something, uh, a guy making 17, 18, $18 million a year, uh, would, would buy. Uh, and, and that's the kind of thing you're talking about. Uh, it, Shohei Otani doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who wants the money up front to go and, you know, buy his fancy cars, buy his, you know, mansions and jets and that's that kind of thing. The, what Shohei Otani taking $2 million a year over the next 10 years, from the Dodgers says to me is he cares more about winning and his, the team that he's joining and uh, his, his teammates really uh, than than he does about, you know, what the money means to him. Uh, of course, the, the $700 million says volumes to everyone in sports about who he is and what he's able to do. But the $2 million a year says everything about what his goals are and, and, you know, what he wasn't able to achieve in Anaheim uh, with playing alongside the best player in the game at the time, you know, and never being able to get higher than third place in your division. Uh, that's that's the kind of thing that, uh, that the structure of this contract uh, says to me about Shohei Otani. Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, it is a remarkable, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a concession because I think you and me could live on two million a year, couldn't we, Joe? I think, uh, but, uh, but, uh, you know, but it is, you know, in, uh, in professional sports and uh, just when you have that vision, you know, as a kind of a team first vision, you know, that goes a long way and it goes a long way in the locker room. And I think it would go a long way with the fans, you know, depending on who, what other players the Dodgers are able to bring in. And I would think if, if Otani is on the club, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's an open invitation to the best players in baseball to try to, you know, jump on the train. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh it's a destination even more so now. Uh, than it has been over the last, uh, you know, decade to 20 years. All right, Hoinsey, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll be back uh, again tomorrow uh, to to work through some more uh, of these uh, ins and outs and doings and happenings in uh, the hot stove season. Uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. 